The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level 3, this is Sports Rage. Sirius XM Channel 159 Sports Grid Radio Networks. George Kurtz with us for a couple more moments. we got Rick Saratella is going to step up and in and uh, join us in Level 3. We'll have a lot more NFL football talk. Rick's got a bunch of NFL predictions for us. And speaking of predictions, so I was talking about Jordan Love, and I've I've talked a lot about this in the offseason. I was talking about liking unders all the time, but I said I think that the win total at 7.5 is far too light for the Green Bay Packers for the division that they play in. They have a very good defense. They have a very good coaching staff. They have very good skill position players. Like they have good running backs. They have stud young wide receivers that are really good. That if we're on the Kansas City Chiefs would have Super Bowl rings. Instead, they got Aaron Rodgers who threw them under the bus after the first practice. Right? And you'll notice now if anyone is paying attention, people are like Christian Watson and Dobbs are killing it. Right? They're like, man, these guys look good. And they're catching this, they're catching that, they're getting open because you know you're going to play better George if you know your quarterback doesn't think you suck and they're buddies with Jordan Love right because Jordan Love worked with these guys so you know the team likes Love I think the Packers also really have something to prove about Aaron Rodgers not being there Right, that everyone thinks they suck. I think Matt Lafleur knows this too. I think they're sleeping. People are sleeping on them in a big time way. And just check out the pass that uh, Jordan Love made in practice. Not just one either. Right, he was yeah, he was looking great. But a pass that he made on the run, sidearm in between two defenders, threw a fastball for a touchdown. Serious type of throw that had people going, "Whoa, hey, let's do this thing," including myself. But George. You think the Detroit Lions or the Minnesota Vikings win this division this year? I do, I do. I'm looking at the Green Bay schedule now, and boy, it does set up for them kind of nicely. And I can't really argue with anything you said, by the way. Uh, the Packers are a – there's no obvious weakness on the Packers. Uh, I mean, we don't love the uh, the wide receivers. Uh, we're hearing nothing but good things, by the way, uh, as far as the, the young tight end, Luke Musgrave. Not like all the young yep. tight ends that got drafted in the first second were hearing good things, except for the one that Dallas took, of course. But uh, <laughs> and that he's, I'm not kidding, right? He hasn't even been on the field yet. Big team yeah, yeah Kincaid's been looking good in Bill's camp. Just for right, they, they love good. him. Uh, Musgrave apparently, look, I mean, listen, uh, we're not going to hear too many bad things about anybody. We know that. Everyone's no. in the best shape of their career. They're going to score 48 touchdowns. Uh, but... You mentioned the run game. I mean, Jones and Dylan, that, that might be the best duo in football. Certainly one of them. So that will help uh, Jordan Love, that he'll, he'll have a lot of second fives. 
You know, he's not going to have a second long all that much. If Musgrave can be something, be that big, tall target close to the line of scrimmage, that will help. Watson, you know, he was really good at the end of last year. You know, if he, had, if he can develop into being that wide receiver one, which I, st- I still don't know yet, but I think he can be a, still a good wide receiver, that'll help. But the defense is still good. You know, this team's going to be in a lot of games. I think what's going to come down to for me is, can the young quarterback, A, not make the big mistake in the fourth quarter, and B, can he make the play to win the game in the fourth quarter? That's what I think we need to see. Listen, I backed the Detroit Lions. I bet on them a lot in the past. I'm not ready to give them the division yet. Level three, this is Sports Ridge. I am Renzi, the pitch for parts, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. George Kurt, Sports Grid Radio and Television Network. With us just for a couple of more moments, Rick Saratella will step up and in. Countdown to kickoff continues. College football, NFL football. We've got a couple of games on Thursday night. The Texans and the Patriots uh, are in action. The Seahawks and the Vikings. We've got a CFL game on Thursday night. And then we've got uh, more uh, action. Uh, including the uh, over the weekend, Friday and Saturday. Countdown to kickoff is on. But, uh, George, Major League Baseball overnight uh, numbers. Does anything catch your eye uh, right now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned? We have a, we'll have a doubleheader in Philadelphia after the rain out. And for the record, Philadelphia United and the New York Red Bulls were postponed until tomorrow as well. What do you think about um, Tuesday's baseball card, including the Astros and the Orioles? Yeah, that's a, that's all your mar- marquee matchup, right? Valdez going at like after throwing a no hitter versus Grayson Rodriguez, uh, the young pitcher the Orioles really need to become a stud here. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the rain out. I'm on Philadelphia Atlanta parlay. Uh, man, Atlanta, the Bra- they screwed me tonight. Uh, I don't think they'll lose again. So uh, the first game, by the way, Zach, the Zach Wheeler game. The second game. I actually, if Philadelphia wins the first game, I think I'll go with Washington for the second game with uh, Osiah Gray starting there against uh, Ranger Suarez. I'm just a big believer that you generally don't sweep doubleheaders here. Uh, I mean, the, the Cincinnati game, over 10 and a half, uh, the, 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 the total is 10.5. Give me the under. Give me the under in that game here. I'll hit the Yankee under as well. They need a team to score there. And Clark Smith's been really good for the Yankees. Outside of Cole, he's their best starting pitcher. Never thought I'd be saying that this year uh, either. You know, but that Marlins game, the Reds were underdogs today. They win the baseball game, and I get it. Luke Weaver's terrible, but they also win when Luke. You know what's funny? Every night we hear about the Reds. Well, they don't have the the pitching advantage. They never have a pitching advantage. Like they they never have, right? Like Ashcraft's their only half good guy, right? Like so they never really have a pitching advantage, but they still manage to win games. I know they lost six in a row until tonight, but this Marlin team's in a free fall, George. I wouldn't trust. And another thing, Braxton Garrett hasn't been as good as he was earlier in the year. Either. I wouldn't trust the Marlins laying 40 cents here. I like the Reds as home dogs. I don't, I don't mind that either. I would bet on the Reds, so I'm going to bet the game. But I'm going to bet the under. I haven't decided on the game yet, but it won't be Miami. All right, follow uh, George on Twitter, at George Kurtz, nice and simple, or uh, X, Twitter X, whatever. Rick Saratella will step up, and we'll get some NFL predictions and NFL talk from Rick. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to the bullpen, Derek. Hello? Hi. Derek, uh, this indoor soccer is a new sport. Could you tell us something about it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's, it's soccer played indoors, like in a hockey rink. Sort of soccer hockey. <laughs> Boy, that's an interesting combination. What are the rules? I don't know, really. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I see. How does your team look? Uh, mostly Venezuelan. Great. Thanks to George Kurtz for kicking with us. I am Gabriel Morency. So George, like many, super high on the Detroit Lions, and I think people should take heed to what Detroit Lions head coach Dan Campbell said, in which he told everybody to chill out and slow down as far as the hype on his football team. I've defended Jared Goff over the years, and I like Jared Goff, and I think the Lions do have the potential to be a good football team. But... They have the potential to be a good football team like you have the potential to win the lottery, right? In the same way, they are the Detroit Lions. Should they be favorites to win the division? And I'll tell you this right now. Now, listen, I think the, I think people are, you know, really, really sleeping on the Packers as a whole, and people are going to be surprised when the Packers are in the mix for this division when it's all said and done. This is a very winnable division for all these teams, with the exception, I would say, of the Chicago Bears, who I do think are going to be improved. I like Justin Fields a lot, but it's hard to win games in the National Football League, and it's hard to win a lot of games. hard to win double-digit games in this league. You can be an improved team, but it doesn't mean you're better than other teams still. right? And I still think the Chicago Bears are a couple of years away. They're going in the right direction. I like their coaching staff. But looking at the NFC North, I mean, come on, man. The Detroit Lions are plus 130 to win the division. Like, do you you honestly believe that, oh, yeah, the Lions are far better than the Green Bay Packers are? They're far better than the Minnesota Vikings are? Me, personally, I think that the Minnesota Vikings are in big trouble this year. The writing's on the wall. Kirk Cousins in the last year of his contract. Yes, they have good wide receivers. They'll put some points up on the board. It was proven last year. Listen, they had more players last year. If you'll notice, they keep, you know, they're getting rid of everybody or they're trading people. 
They've gotten rid of people on the defense. They've gotten rid of people on offense. Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. He's going to put some stats up. He's going to get his. He's going to throw for 30, 35 touchdowns. But, you know, I'm looking at the Vikings. They're probably like an eight-win team this year. I don't think. I think last year they sort of peaked with this this roster that they have, and I think they know it. And that's why, you know, they're letting all these guys go, rightfully so, to rebuild. So I don't I don't think the Vikings are in the mix. I think Green Bay are better than Minnesota are. And I find it crazy that the Bears are plus 400 to win a division and the Packers are plus 400 to win a division. So not only do I like the Green Bay Packers over 7.5 wins, I'm going to take the Packers to win a division at this price. And I'll tell you this right now. If you do like the Detroit Lions to win a division, fine. I think the numbers are ridiculous at plus 130 for a football team. When's the last time the Detroit Lions won a division title? Have the Detroit Lions ever won a division title? <laughs> like, seriously. Like, when they made the playoffs, I remember they made the playoffs, like, they made the playoffs, like, many years ago against the Cowboys with Wayne Fonts. I mean, did they, they didn't win the division that year. I think they were a wild card. Like, like honestly, I'm thinking, like, off the top of my head, I don't know, in my lifetime, when did the Lions win a division? So, like, they're plus 130 to win a division? Okay. You know, if you want to. And this is coming from someone that likes the Lions. I have a Detroit Lion helmet here. I've gotten into arguments with people over the years defending Jared Goff. I've made a lot of money betting on the Detroit Lions, covering point spreads over the last uh, two years. It doesn't mean that I want to lay plus 130 for them to win the freaking division. That's insanity. But what I'm going to say here is if you do like the Lions to win the division, wait until week two to take it. The Lions open up the season against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City on Thursday night football. Does anybody really think, are they they winning that football game? You want to make a legitimate argument for it? All right, maybe if you want to take them plus the points and get seven points, fine. But Super Bowl champions are dominant in these Thursday night openers. Are you really ready? So, in other words, Detroit are going to be 0-1 to start the season. So you're going to get better odds at least if because they're not winning that game. So they're going to lose that game against Kansas City, and they're not going to be plus 130 anymore. And if you look at the, the Green Bay Packers schedule, we have a massive game, you know, massive division game here. Packers at Bears. Jordan Love against Justin Fields to start the season, September the 10th. It's a 425 football game, Eastern time, late slate, late afternoon game. Packers at Bears. Then the Packers go to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. So in other words, they're getting the Bears and Justin Fields. Then they're getting Desmond Ritter in their second game. Then the Packers' home opener is in week three in which they host the Saints. Then they host the Detroit Lions. They go to Las Vegas to take on a terrible Raiders team that's going to be a Packers home game in that stadium. They go to Denver, okay, they could probably lose that game. They host the Vikings, they host the Rams, who are not going to be good anymore. They go to the Steelers, that's not easy. They host the Chargers, that's not easy. They get the Lions again. The Packers do have to play the Chiefs themselves, but they also get to play the uh, the Buccaneers. Like if, uh, the, the Carolina Panthers, like if you look at their schedule, the Green Bay Packers, it's very manageable. I just think it's very risky. I, listen, I don't think it's risky. I think it's stupid, quite frankly. It's a better word. 
And like I said, I like the Detroit. I'm a hardcore Michigan Wolverine fan. I've got a soft spot in my heart for the Detroit Lions. I like them. Um, but it doesn't mean that I would bet them at plus 130 to win the division. And I think, that, I think the best bet on this board as far as value is concerned are the Green Bay Packers. At, at plus 400. They have every good as of a chance, as much of a chance to win this division as the other teams do. And in fact, I think they're better than the other teams. I personally think it's a two-team race in this division, similar to the South, right? I like Bryce Young, but Bryce Young and the Panthers are going to have a hard time in his rookie season, like, winning the division. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are talent-challenged. And so then you look, it's the Atlanta Falcons who are loaded and stacked, except at the quarterback position, except maybe Desmond Ritter's good. We don't know. I think he could be. And um, and then the New Orleans Saints, so kind of a two-team race. I look at it, in my opinion, the, the North, I think it's the Packers and the Lions that are battling for the division title. And I'm getting plus 400. Like, put it this way, would you rather have the Lions at plus 130 or the Packers at plus 400? I'll take the Packers at plus 400. Matt LaFleur can coach. It wasn't just because Aaron Rodgers was there. And if anything, Aaron Rodgers' crappy play in the big games in the playoffs are what cost them a couple of times. If you really want to be real about it, which people don't like being real. So Rick Saratella is going to step up in in a couple of minutes. Um, we got a lot of predictions from Rick, and uh, Rick's, Rick you know, Rick doesn't you know go with the crowd. So Rick's going to have some bold takes. We got women's soccer coming up, and at least listen, this game starts at uh, four in the morning East Coast, one one a.m. Pacific. First game up uh, tonight, Colombia and uh, Jamaica. Last night we drilled it. We told you that England would have a hard time with Nigeria, that Nigeria can't be scored on, and that Nigeria would not be intimidated by England. They nearly pulled it off. If you followed us on Twitter, we were drilling the in-game bets. We had a good night last night. It was nice to uh, to hit it. Now we hit the under 2.5 in Denmark and Australia. I like the under 2.5 in Colombia and Jamaica, but it's minus 275. Um, big time. Like you know, that, That's a big number. So we're going to have to adjust and either attack under one and a half and or look at a same-game parlay with a team to advance and then we'll take the under two and a half or under three and a half for a little bit of insurance. Jamaica, listen, Jamaica defensively are awesome. That's the good news. The bad news is they have three shots on target in three games. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Monday Night Meltdown. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenzi. Countdown to kickoff continues with the pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, the Rick Saratellas, and everybody else in between. AllAccessFootball.com in the house. Countdown to kickoff continues. Rick Saratella. Rick, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Hey, always a little late night get right with my guy, Gabriel Morenzi. Happy to be here, man. So let's do this thing. There's a lot of stuff uh, going on, but it's starting to get real. As uh, the regular season rapidly approaches, college uh, football kickoff rapidly approaching as well. AllAccessFootball.com has made their preseason future predictions for the upcoming uh, season. This is going to be released uh, later in the week over at AllAccessFootball.com. But we're going to get a head start uh, on this with Rick Saratella. And let's start off with the most valuable player uh, this year, and you think the most valuable player this year is on the Baltimore Ravens. I do. Uh, you know, this is going to be a high-octane offense. You know, I spoke to Roquan Smith just a couple weeks ago, and he really made a, a great point about Todd Munkin and and some of the things he's done at Georgia over the last couple years running that offensive scheme. And I think NFL coordinators are going to have to play a little bit of catch-up. Or they're going to have to go back and watch some of that Georgia film because I think with the weapons surrounding him and Zay Flowers, who's a, essentially a movement piece, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., who looks fantastic, oh, by the way. And then you got Bateman, who, you know, I think he had like a buck 13 in that playoff game uh, 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 last year. So Bateman or, or, or down the stretch. So you got some targets. Mark Andrews, I think, is one of the best tight ends. And they'll use a committee approach, you know, with Augusta Bus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins. Is he showing? Is he not showing? I don't know. But the Ravens always find a guy to shoulder the workload. And I believe Lamar Jackson, Todd Munkin, and the weapons surrounding him are going to allow him to become a two-time NFL MVP. I actually do buy into a lot of what you're talking about here. And I think the Baltimore Ravens are in the same I think they're in the same neighborhood with the Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, and Buffalo Bills. Obviously, the Chiefs live in the nicest home in that neighborhood, but people don't really talk about the Ravens in the same way that they talk about some of these legitimate threats. And quite frankly, people often have criticized Lamar Jackson, right, and don't believe that um, he is as good of a quarterback as these other guys, which I personally think is insane. I think Lamar Jackson is one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. And as far as the MVP odds are concerned, Patrick Mahomes is plus 550. Joe Burrow, who isn't healthy right now, is plus 650. Josh Allen, plus 750. Justin Herbert, 11 to 1. Jalen Hurts, 12 to 1. Lamar Jackson, 14 to 1. So that's what I'm saying. He doesn't get the respect that some of these other quarterbacks get. Put it this way, I'd rather bet on Lamar Jackson to be the MVP than Justin Herbert. Yeah, that that one is a little bit odd to me, especially Herbert's never won anything. Lamar is a one-time NFL MVP. So, yeah, but as a whole, and we can get into some of the over-unders if you want to, 
you know, I don't want to let the cat out of the hat. I got the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl. I think this is a big discrepancy. And again, you know, all three levels of the field, Zay Flowers is that underneath short bubble screen that can break away speed. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. can stretch the field. You got Mark Andrews going over the middle. This guy can air it out now. Don't sleep on Lamar Jackson. Very competitive uh, division, except that to me, Baltimore is as good as anybody in uh, that division. One, one, uh, one healthy and and something that we have to uh, bring up, actually. Harbaugh has acted strange and been erratic with his play calling over the last couple of years, but he also didn't always have Lamar Jackson. So he, you know, he would roll the dice more often uh, than not. Offensive player of the year. Rick Saratella says the offensive player of the year is on the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you know, I just think right now he's the best route runner in the league, him and Cooper Cup, and Justin Jefferson gets the edge because he's been healthy and more durable. And also, Adam Thielen is gone. I know they drafted Jordan Addison, but targets could increase. And I I expect Justin Jefferson one of these days to challenge 2,000 yards receiving. Maybe it's this year. But as, as far as bang for your buck goes, Justin Jefferson, the number one wide receiver in the National Football League. Offensive player of the year odds. Justin Jefferson is actually the co-favorite along with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson are both 12 to 1 and actually both LSU Tiger uh, wide receivers. Christian McCaffrey is 16 to 1. You have to always wonder and consider Christian McCaffrey's uh, health. Cooper Cup 20 to 1, Tyreek Hill 20 to 1, Garrett Wilson. A lot of love for Garrett Wilson at 20 to 1. And as far as Cooper Cup is concerned, lingering lingering issues going on through camp right now do you think the cooper cup has kind of peaked and you know it's it's hard to be as dominant as he was i mean that was a historic stuff uh that he did but we saw the injuries last year and already they kind of continue through into camp right now i have my doubts that cooper cup will ever be the same player not to mention matthew stafford sucks it, it reminds me of that year. Well, it was in 93, well, 91 when the Marlins built it all up and then they tore it all down. They won the yeah, world. Yeah, they won briefly with Gary Sheffield and everybody. <laughs> then they just sold every, It just reminds me of the, like they just came like a bolt out of fire out of, at nowhere. They just acquired all these star players. It rarely works, but they made it happen. And they went from uh, double, di- you know, Super Bowl win to double digit losses. I think the Denver Broncos or the last Super Bowl team to do that. But, um, yeah, I think they peaked. The, the, that whole swan song, I mean, it's over. <laughs> so, Cooper Cup, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be buying in at 20-1. to 1. Uh, They're not with Matthew Stafford, not this Matthew Stafford. Tyreek Hill, 20-1. to A lot of love for Garrett Wilson. It seems a little bit ambitious. Uh, Nick Chubb is 20-1. to 1. Chubb is intriguing to me. You and I have talked about Chubb. We're big fans. He's devastatingly good. Give him the damn ball. It's like Keyshawn. Just give me the damn ball, right? Give, you know, give him the damn ball. And, you know, he could be the offensive rookie, uh, offensive player of the year, but they don't give him the ball enough. But if they did, he could. Well, that's interesting, too, that you say that because Kareem Hunt now, uh, who's still a free agent, he was getting a lot of those carries. And, you know, I know they got some competent backs there, but he's another one of these guys. Like, they might just ride Nick Chubb to the wheels fall off, and I don't blame him. Rick Saratella uh, kicking it uh, with us. So uh, Rick's got his preseason uh, predictions. Defensive player of the year, Hassan Reddick. Tell us why you like Hassan Reddick to be the defensive of the year. This guy is a turnover machine. You know, what do you have? Uh, five forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, two interceptions, not to mention uh, 
I think, 13 and a half sacks. So once again, he's going to be amongst the league leaders in, in sacks. He creates turnovers. And I expect Philadelphia, uh, on paper, this is the best roster. I expect them to have one of the best records. And a big reason why will be Hassan Reddick, who you could state a case was uh, in strong contention last year. Hassan Reddick uh, definitely is a, a force. So uh, defensive player of the year, odds, uh, Micah Parsons, six to one. Miles Garrett, seven to one. TJ Watt, eight to one. Nick Bosa, 10 to one. Max Crosby, 12 to one. Ahmad Gardner, 14 to one. Uh, Esau's Gardner, Aaron Donald, 20 to one. Brian Burns, 25 to one. Your boy, Hassan Reddick, 25 to one. And I'll say this, one of the reasons why I like it also, if you listen, if you go and watch a preseason training camp interview, Q&A, listen and, and look at this guy when he talks. This guy's coming off a career year. He's coming off a monster payday. This guy's carrying around a, a chip on his shoulder like the Rock of Gibraltar. I mean, I'm not kidding you. He's from Camden, New Jersey, and Hassan Reddick's pissed. He's angry, and he senses the disrespect. Rick Saratella, All Access Football, kicking it with us. Micah Parsons is ready to go right now. And there's, you know, talk out of the Dallas uh, camp. And I spoke about this actually two weeks ago. And I said, I think training camp and preseason is still too long as it is, Rick. And, you know, in the old days, training camp was for dudes to show up and actually get in shape. Guys are already in shape now. We don't need to be playing three preseason games. There's too many practices. And it's just, it's too long. It's, you know, and people are mailing it in. It's not... You know, to me, it's too long. And Micah Parsons talked about this. And Parsons basically said, he goes, yo, some guys might show up and try to get in shape at camp. He goes, I was ready months before camp. And he goes, I'm ready to start the season now. And he goes, I'm tired of this already. He goes, I want to play real football because I'm ready to go now. And long story short, he keeps on hitting Dak Prescott in practice. (laughs) And they keep telling him, stop hitting our quarterback. McCarthy said, I've been a coach 30 years in the NFL. I've never had a quarterback hit in practice until now. Parsons keeps hitting Prescott every day. And Parsons just goes, listen, I'm playing on the edge. I'm trying to get ready for the year, bro. He's going to be ready to go, man. Aaron Rodgers got a target on his back in week two. <laughs> yeah, I saw Trevin Diggs and Dak Prescott getting after it too. But let me just give you my perspective on it because to me, I, I look at it a little bit differently coming from the draft angle and knowing that there are 90-man rosters, okay, on game day, you field 47 players. They actually extended the 90-man roster rule now all the way, I think, till August 28th. So the entire preseason, you have 90 men to play. Oh, you're saying I they get to use other people. They're not even using their players. came yeah. from the philosophy and belief that nobody forces NFL head coaches to play starters. That's dumb. That's stupid. However... You have to field, what is it, 15, 16-man practice squads these days? How are these quarterbacks and offensive linemen who we cannot find enough of ever going to develop without in-game live bullets? I think the preseason served at such a necessary need, right? I actually enjoy the preseason better than the regular season because it it tells me which guys really, really want. Yo, those fourth quarter, two minutes to play, those people are playing for their livelihoods. I love it. Oh, I'm not disputing. I'm not disputing the necessity and the need for guys to get reps and get on the field. But at the same point in time, yeah, yeah, but I'm just talking about the process of it. I wouldn't even mind if they had sort of other camps for some of these players at different times in the year. But that's that's another story. Uh, More with Rick Saratella on the other side. Bring it.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The late night anger management class continues. This is Portridge, the quickest underneath minutes of sports talk radio continues. Rick Saratella kicking it with me. Gabriel Moretzi, we're talking about his preseason predictions here. Great stuff. So, uh, rookie of the year. Bijan Robinson, Atlanta Falcons. You like Bijan Robinson to be rookie of the year. Never like to get too excited about training camp, but he's absolutely killing people. He's lighting it up. He's embarrassing. You know what's really crazy, too? He's embarrassing DBs even, bro, coming out of the backfield, catching passes. Little spin move here, spin move there. He's just got that it factor. He glides, and I guess ultimately one of the best things that he seems to have, what all great players have, Rick, is a vision. He seems to just sense open space, but he can also run you over if he wants to as well, or if he has to, he really is the real deal, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in this offense. You think he's going to be rookie of the year? Well, you know, I try not to overthink this, but I also think that it's the most debatable because, you know, Zay flowers, you hear great things in Baltimore, Jackson Smith and Jigba, they say is the best looking wide receiver thus far in Seattle camp. Uh, Jordan Addison, another guy in Minnesota we talked about who could get a lot of targets. But I tried not to overthink this thing. They took Bryce Young, who's going to be a starting quarterback. Bryce Young, who's going to be a starting quarterback. I I think he'll have his ups and downs, but quarterbacks do get a lot of favoritism. But I think, you know, you mentioned Robinson. Like, not only is he going to line up as running back, not only is he going to line up in the slot, they're actually going to use him out out wide as like a wide out boundary wide receiver. This is going to be a fascinating offense. All these interchangeable parts. You got Tyson Algier and Cordell Patterson in the backfield. You got Kyle Pitts. You got Drake London. They brought in Janu Smith, who was with uh, the, the coach there in Tennessee. So, like, you've got all these different jackknives that are going to be used in different parts of the field. I mean, they got some chess pieces now. That's why I picked the Atlanta Falcons to win the division. Rick Saratella kicking it with us. Robinson is plus 280. As Rick stated, there's some good uh, good players and some options on the board here. Bijan Robinson, you could argue if you don't like the odds. I totally understand that for for batters at plus 280. Bryce Young is plus 425. 
Anthony Richardson is plus 550. C.J. Stroud is plus 800. Jackson Smith, the Jigba, who's having a great camp with the Seattle Seahawks, is 9-1. to Jameer Gibbs, 11-1. to Jordan Addison, 16-1. to Quinton Johnson, 16-1. to Zay Flowers, 20-1. to Will Levis, 25. Zach Charbonnet, 25. Jalen Hyatt, 28. Now, I could go on and on, but I figured I wanted to give people a little bit of a uh, menu there. I Any think, of the long shots catch your eye that you think it'll step I think up? Zay, yeah, Zay Flowers, that kind of, what was it, 20 to 1, that kind of stands out. Yeah, Zay Flowers, 20 to 1 with the Baltimore Ravens. And, uh, of course, Rick likes Lamar Jackson. So defensive rookie of the year, Seattle, uh, Devon Witherspoon, a player that actually Pete Carroll has been raving about. And speaking of his actual versatility in the defensive backfield. You know, and think about they drafted Tariq Woolen last year who had six interceptions as a rookie. So guess what? Teams are going to be shying away from Tariq Woolen and testing the rookie in Devin Witherspoon. Oh, by the way, this guy, pound for pound, maybe the most physical player in the NFL draft. He's going to step up against the run. He's going to make all kinds of tackles. He's going to lay the lumber. He's going to make game-changing turnovers. And he's going to play a very violent, physical, aggressive style of play. I expect him to make a lot of interceptions. I expect him to make quarterbacks pay for going the rookie's direction. And the defensive rookie of the year odds, Will Anderson of the Houston Texans, plus 350. Jalen Carter, plus 650. Tyree Wilson, plus 750. Christian Gonzalez, the D, another DB, actually, um, that the Patriots took. Devon Witherspoon, your boy is 10 to 1. So he's right there. He's actually tied for the uh, the fourth choice to be the defensive rookie of the year at 10 to 1. Lucas Van Ness is 12 to 1. Emmanuel Forbes is 16 to 1. Nolan Smith, 18 to 1. How about far- Will McDonald from the Jets? Will McDonald. Because he's uh, a situational guy that they're going to put him in situations. 22 to 1. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. 22 to 1. Joey Porter Jr., 22 to 1. Drew Sanders, 22 to 1. Uh, that's, uh, that's a player having a great camp. That's a guy that's going to have a Micah Parsons type of role in Drew Sanders. If you listen to Sean Payton talk about that young man. Jack Campbell's another interesting player at uh, 20 to 1. Yeah. All right, Rick. And finally, in closing, your comeback player of the year, Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, he's already won the award before we start the season, right? I mean, how to, yeah, if he fields yeah. up and suits up for one game, I mean, Damar Hamlin is the most uh, uh, fascinating story. He's a minus the- 700 favorite, Rick. So you're on to it. Yeah, he's a 7 to 1. The close. Hey, you know what's crazy, though? And let's not forget our boy. You know what's crazy, actually? If you look at the three top guys, all health, all health and battle adversity. So Damar Hamlin, minus 700. I was going to say, let's not forget about John Mechie and how cool is it to see him on the field right now, right? I mean, this this guy's battled uh, battled leukemia, basically, right? So, and you got Foster Moreau, who's been battling cancer on and off for a couple of years. So, Mechie Jr. is 16 to 1. Foster Moreau is 16 to 1. And then you get into actual players. Russell Wilson, 18 to 1. Lamar Jackson, 20 to 1. Right. Yeah, I mean, DeMar Hamlin, I mean, could it be anybody else, really? I mean, they might as well etch the plaque up now. <laughs> Rick, Rick Saratella, Stone Cold Lock, that's his best bet. DeMar Hamlin, comeback player of the year. By the seven, way, I just want to say, though, like, 
the, the Seattle Seahawks are the NFC version of the Ravens because they have Seattle to be a sub-500 team at eight and a half wins. I think the Seahawks win the NFC West. I think the Seahawks are built for the long haul. Don't be surprised if it's Seahawks and Ravens, two teams that Vegas is predicting to be sub-500 teams. That's who I have going to Las Vegas this year, right? This well, the Seahawks, the Seahawks win total is eight and a half, but it's minus 160 to the over. So they do think it's going to get to nine, but I could, I, I could make an argument that it is a little light when you look at the division that they're in. I mean, let's be real. Arizona are a train wreck right now. And I I really don't know what to expect from the Los Angeles Rams. I have a lot of respect for their coaching staff. I have a lot of respect for McVay. So I think as long as Sean McVay's your coach, you can be competitive, right? right. I mean, he, he's going to give you a chance to win. But as you talked about, bro, they went all in on that Super Bowl run. It worked. And now they're paying the price for it. By the way, the Cardinals at five and a half wins. Awfully generous. I, I, they'll be lucky to get one win. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals? Yeah. Do you think uh, you're, they're going to win one game this year? I think Jonathan Gannon's in way over his head. I think they're going to rush Kyler Murray back by the by, by the sounds of it. I, I hear it's going to be a very bad medically sound uh, decision to bring him back early in the season. And this is, this is a train wreck. I mean, Colt McCoy, Clayton Toon, uh, pick your poison. This is going to be a recipe for disaster. So you spoke about liking uh, Seattle in the big picture. You think Seattle can not only win the division, but actually win the NFC and Geno Smith goes to the Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks this year. That's your NFC pick, the Seattle Seahawks to win the NFC. It's the strongest offense in the league. They got the top wide receiver trio in the NFL, and they got a one-two combination in Kenneth Walker III and Zach Charbonnet that's built for the long haul. Seattle always finds a way to retune that offensive line, and you know the defense is going to be sound. They got maybe the best secondary in the National Football League as well. Don't sleep. Now, I have to say, though, when you just said they have maybe the best offense, their offense isn't better than Cincinnati or, or Kansas City and stuff like that. Joe Burrow, it's the best in the NFC, and, and the Eagles and, and the Seahawks. And Joe Burrow, listen, that guy, he's now durability is becoming an issue for him as well behind an offensive line that just gets him beat up week in and week out. I have questions. Nobody's a bigger Bengals fan than me. I have serious questions about keeping Joe Burrow upright. NFC championship odds, the Philadelphia Eagles are 3-1. to one. The San Francisco 49ers are plus 350. The Dallas Cowboys are six to one. The Detroit Lions are nine to one. The New Orleans Saints are 14 to one. The Seattle Seahawks are, are 14 to one. I would also make an argument that, you know, as far as the win toll is concerned being light, I think I wouldn't have Detroit ahead of Seattle and or New Orleans as well. I think people are, and I like this Detroit team. I'd like, you know, I bet on them over the years. They've been good at covering point spread, but people are really just sort of crowned their ass, so to speak. Dennis Green style. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean they're, they're, Dan, Dan Campbell's a media darling, so he is my coach of the year, and I do think that the Lions will win that division. I think they'll get out to a fast start. I think they'll have trouble sustaining. They'll probably sneak into the playoffs on, on a floundering note and be one and done, but I do like Detroit to have early success and, and kind of ride the momentum early on. So you think Dan Campbell will be the coach of the year in the National Football League? And he is actually the favorite 
to be the coach uh, of the year at plus 900. Small, though. I mean, Sean Payton's 10 to 1. Dan Campbell, plus 900. Uh, Sean Payton, 10 to 1. Arthur Smith, 14 to 1. Something interesting if the Atlanta Falcons have a big year. Yeah, I think, you know, Atlanta's set up. It all comes down to the quarterback there. But, I mean, everything else is set up for them. There's not really, like, this gauntlet of uh, teams they got to get through. I mean, who who's really the biggest threat to that to that team? So Rick Saratello with us just for a couple of more moments. Got the Seattle Seahawks. I like the boldness here. Seattle Seahawks, 14 to 1 to win the NFC. As far as the AFC is concerned, the Kansas City Chiefs, and rightfully so, are the favorites at plus 350. The Buffalo Bills are the second choice at plus 475. The Cincinnati Bengals are currently the third choice at plus 550. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets plus 750 and the Baltimore Ravens plus 950 to win the AFC. You've got the daily double Lamar Jackson to be the league's MVP and the Baltimore Ravens to win the AFC. I do. And I throw one. If you want a good under, I'll, I'll give you another train wreck. Todd Bowles is not a head coach. Okay. I watched every game he coached in, with the Jets. One of the worst in-game managers, zero adjustments at halftime. This guy is not a leader of men. He's a great coordinator. Tampa Bay will have an okay defense, but this is a two-win football team with Baker Mayfield. What? Uh, uh, who, who, who's the kid they're trotting out there now that might take Baker Mayfield's job? Uh, Kyle, uh, uh, Kyle Trask. I mean, this is a two-win team. They're predicting five-and-a-half wins. God bless. So you think uh, Arizona and Tampa are amongst the worst teams in the National Football League this year? Absolutely, without a doubt in my mind. Um, Worst regular season record odds. The Arizona Cardinals are plus 250. The Houston Texans are plus 800. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are plus 900. The Raiders are 11 to 1. The Colts are 11 to 1. I think the Colts should be in that conversation, actually. I get it as far as Arizona. I don't think uh, Houston will be anywhere near the worst team uh, in the league. I can buy in as far as Tampa is concerned, being at the bottom. But I think the Indianapolis Colts at 11-1 to could also have a terrible, very long season this year. Yeah, I think Houston will be competitive. The Colts, that that Jonathan Taylor cloud ho- hovering over training camp, they say, is very dark and gloomy. And, you know, the, the owner's comments doesn't really endear himself. <laughs> to the rest of the team. Oh, by the way, uh, Richardson, who was listed at like 6'2", 6'3", 240 pounds, he's now being listed at 6'4", 255. So he had one quite of a uh, growth spurt during the offseason. But that's a big, that's some grown man football right there. Oh, he's a big dude. He was always, uh, I don't know, maybe he was just actually under, under measure. There's no disputing how big Richardson is. All right, uh, Rick, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Great stuff with Rick Saratella. <clears throat> Love getting the NFL predictions and some bold uh, different takes. Rick's high on the Seattle Seahawks and the Baltimore Ravens. Hard to argue his love for the Baltimore Ravens. I think uh, the Ravens are right in the mix this year in the AFC. San Francisco, the team to beat in the NFC West. But as we were stating earlier, a lot of these divisions are sort of two-team races. And nobody believes the Arizona Cardinals are going to be in the mix for the division title. I don't think anybody believes the Los Angeles Rams, even though I do respect the hell out of Sean McVay, and I think he gives them a chance to win. But San Francisco and Seattle are the two best teams in that division. So we did very well last night with the Women's World Cup. Tonight, I think we have a similar theme in which they're going to be low-scoring games. I would not be surprised at all if Colombia and Jamaica end up going scoreless in 90 minutes. And in fact, as crazy as it sounds... You almost have to take a shot with it. Like, and let me, I'm going to quickly get the odds here, but Jamaica haven't given up a goal, but they only have three shots on goal in the tournament. They're very good defensively. They have nothing on offense. Columbia are young. They're super aggressive. This Linda Seagirl is really good. She creates a ton of uh, chances and stuff. But... As the game goes on, Columbia get kind of shaky defensively. As I stated, they're kind of young, and they're kind of wild. They're very aggressive, right? Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of these teams, like, Columbia play to score. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they are attacking, and they get burnt sometimes, but they have a good goalie. The only goal they gave up, actually, during that last game was um, on a penalty kick. Colombia and under three and a half. Same game parlay. France to win. Clean sheet and under four and a half. Plus 100. Matias, who are you taking? We're waiting. <laughs> other than that, you're on your own. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.